0: Hey, this is Victoria Maximus. Uh, this is our follow-up to the HBO show Euphoria that we talked about on last week's episode. And I just want to throw out that there's definitely some trigger warnings, uh, stuff that deals with rape and drugs and uh, dysphoria. So just wanted to put that out there. There are some moments of levity. I tried to put in some you know, jokes in the beginning or at the end of the episode. Uh, but, you know, it, it is what it is. Enjoy. Three, two, one, podcast. Well, yeah, it, it really just depends on whether it's redlining ever. Um,
1: <laughs> I had to, I, I've cut it in half and I'm still, okay, I just chuckled in it, redlined a bit.
0: So you, yeah, keep turning it down until you no longer redline. I
1: can't, I cannot turn it down anymore.
0: Your input? Mm-hmm. You can always turn input down somewhere. No. Yes. Every input can be turned down to to nothing. My
1: input is at point zero one.
0: There's another input that you need to find somewhere that <laughs> that you need to figure out because we can't keep having distortion on our podcast. So hunt um, the hunt for red October. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm so spiking when I laugh, but otherwise it seems That's still okay. still not good. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not, the- I'm
0: not spiking as high. Spike mm-hmm. it. Don't spike high. It's the only time you ever don't want to spike high. Every other time, when you're throwing a Super Bowl, you want to spike that shit. shit. When you're mm-hmm. throwing a football, spike that shit. When you're, you know, throwing alcohol in the punch, you want to spike that shit. <laughs>
1: I have adjusted everything. I have the functionality to adjust.
0: <laughs> so dumb. All right, cool. Uh, are we are we ready to to rock and and or roll? Yeah. Uh, so,
2: hello and welcome to We Happen to Be Trans, a pop culture pa- podcast. Podcast. Pad-cast. Oh pad-cast.
0: man. It's a podcast. A, a, po- a pop yes. culture <laughs> Pentecost. <laughs> Whoa! Oh my. That's, we, that's we have many names though. here.
2: Wait, we're talking in tongues now. We're
0: talking. We're mm-hmm. speaking. We're we're starting a religion. It's called. Ooh, it's called. We can
2: speak Babel. I was just reading Snow Crash, so I'm all up on my Babel.
0: Dear dear listeners out there, do you happen to be trans? If you do, you're now activated. Come join us <gasps> on the side cliffs of the Yukon. In... and... <laughs> And and no. we will ascend, as was foretold <laughs> by the prophets, can
2: the podcast like,
0: prophets.
2: <laughs> can we go to like Hawaii or something instead of the Yukon? Um, Isn't just, the Yukon I mean, a Unless desert? we're guaranteed to get
1: gold <gasps> in the Yukon. No, no. <laughs> it's mountainous tundra. There's yeah,
0: there's it's tundra. in Ala- it, it,
1: the It's next to Alaska in Canada.
0: Yeah, you know the. The ancient legends say that there's trans up in that <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: All right, okay. We got to do a serious podcast here. We got serious things a, to talk about. A serious
0: about. podcast mm. on serious earth. Let's do it on serious radio.
2: Involving, indefinitely, in definitely involving spoilers, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So, dear listeners, as you can tell, we have Victoria and Jen, and I'm the Kaylee, as per the usual. And today we're talking about Euphoria, revisiting it a little bit now that Jen has watched it. And there are going to be spoilers today. If you haven't seen it, I highly, highly recommend going out and seeing it. It is going out, staying in. No one goes out for movies anymore or shows. (laughs) You stay in, watch it. Especially not shows. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, take a weekend, binge watch it, um, feel like disoriented from the world for a couple days as you process the intensity of what just happened. Um and so yeah. we're going to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I I so. think
0: I think um and also if you if you aren't planning on watching it or maybe you're you're interested but on the fence and you want to listen to this to kind of get an and spoilers don't really matter to you. Uh, I'll be playing the role of the person who has not seen the show as you may be. And am listening to this full conversation, and at the end, uh, I'll engage in in probably a couple of questions uh, if I my curiosity spikes up a little bit uh, about the show, and and kind of be that link to to the listener that may not have seen the show. So
2: Woohoo. feel free awesome. to keep listening if you want. And um, yeah, just uh, not to brag or anything, but I did a project on Euphoria in university, so um, I'm kind of an expert at understander at Euphoria. So you know speaking from from uh, from a place of academia here um, so- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry i just totally i just totally blew a raspberry
0: at your whole at your whole thing wow that was so insensitive my,
2: my my presentation my my studies
0: your st- <laughs> uh, uh, y- yeah yeah a
2: respectable field of yeah. academia okay
0: a respectable field That's of academia I- Well I didn't go okay. to college Dean you can't all get right. me Dean all right got right. it
2: so so Jen Jen, wanna want to start us off since uh, I kind of got to talk about euphoria a bit um on our other episode so what did you think of things? oh my god um first. I, I, I have to say this
1: isn't the um, usual for for me from what I remember of high school, and high school is very mm-hmm. different now than it you know was twenty years ago um, when I graduated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very very different. Um, so honestly, some of this stuff is is probably honest, and what actually happens in schools in some areas. Um, I'm not going to critique that in any way, shape, or form. Um, Mm -hmm. My my thing is how um, raw the show was Mm -hmm. from episode one through episode eight. It was just so fucking honest about itself. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was no... No delay, no worries. It was just bam, 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 here's something happening, Bam, here's something happening. it just <laughs> you know, I mean, it just kept driving mm-hmm. driving forward. there was no i mean you know i've I've been rewatching you know like Star Trek episodes and stuff, and it there's oh, here's a fluff episode, mm-hmm. Absolutely nothing to do with any – there's no fluff in this. (laughs) It's so – and Rue as a narrator is just wow. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. The unreliable narrator is probably a thing in this show, and I suspect it will play a part. But the the story Rue is weaving and telling of blackmail and illicit drugs and sex and love – And and just oh my god (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. yeah definitely I think one important thing you touched on with kind of the reality to of high school nowadays and connecting that to the show which like we aren't necessarily in a position to say what's going on in high schools at the moment but I feel like they did a really good job of yes the show is dramatic and you know most. High school students are not dealing with people blackmailing each other with child por- pornography or anything, um, yeah, yeah. but like it still captures this emotion, this feeling of what high school is like, or not, not even necessarily like, but the feelings that go with it, and the just like the feel of it, the feeling outside of things, feeling uncomfortable, just. It's, it's really beautiful how it captures that. And doesn't because of that, it almost doesn't need to be realistic. It can take those creative liberties and still feel so real to watch. Um, what did you think about... I, I know a lot of people had kind of mixed feelings about the very end uh, with Jules and Rue, Jules going off to the city and roosting. Um, and I'm curious how you felt about that. Um. honestly it
1: it felt it it felt right for rue to have Mm -hmm. that kind of a panic that kind of a breakdown Mm -hmm. it felt correct for her character um i'm not sure entirely if it felt right for jewels to not stay with rue Mm -hmm. it felt a little off for jewels um, but they were doing some stuff with Jules's character mm-hmm. for the previous couple episodes that were had her doing things like she's out there doing drugs and getting drunk all the time when she was the responsible one at first mm-hmm. and rue was the one that was making the poor choices and and their roles really swapped in the last like two two and a half mm-hmm. episodes really kind of in an almost super fast action in the mm-hmm. way that happened a super fast way and mm-hmm. that that part felt okay it just also felt weird that you know Jules didn't stay
2: mm, yeah e- even with so. all the
1: irresponsibility it still felt mm-hmm. like Jules shouldn't have left
2: mm-hmm.
1: In you know but that's honestly she's playing a high schooler who makes stupid decisions yeah. and that's entirely what could have happened in this particular case
2: okay that that's cool um I've since my I kind of tying into my uh academia here uh but my project that I did was on Jules as the manic pixie dream girl and so oh, yeah. I feel like yeah, she
1: definitely that is. was
2: kind of my perception of the ending too, until I dove into it a little bit more, Um, where I found a really cool article online that talks about how Jules kind of comes across as the Manic Pixie Dream Girl and plays this trope within the show of like, here's this crazy wacky girl to come and show the depressed protagonist, you know, how to live life and, you know, get out there and do things and just be spontaneous. but Jules kind of shows that she's not happy with this, uh, with this like relationship working this way. She doesn't want to be that crutch for Rue. That's kind of the only thing good in her life. The only thing stopping her from going back and doing drugs. And um, there's a cool quote uh, when Jules falls into the pool, and she says, um, "Oh, there's it's a Shakespeare quote about not wanting." this relationship feeling like it's going too fast um, and kind of speaks to that manic, manic pixie dream girl. And so kind of the ending is the Jules deciding not to just be that for Rue. Rue can come with her if she wants, but Jules is making her own decisions and not placating to kind of the main character and playing this role that is so common in television and movies and kind of subverting that that trope. And I think that's really cool. Um and uh, kind of yeah. seems fairly purposeful oh. throughout the show.
1: I, I for I forget which um I forget which test it is. Um you know like they have the Bechtel test and whatnot. Um, there's one about a woman having her own independent story, and not existing to prop up another care. Uh, typically, the man, man's story. Um, if you want a good example, Rose in Star Wars Episode Eight is a good example of this. She exists to give Finn a character arc. That's it in that movie. She's a good character if she'd been alone, but. She's there just for Finn's development. Rue is the main... Rue is the narrator. And mostly the main character. But if you look... Every single person in that show... Except... The two men... That are the two named... The two named high school boys... Have, um, I think actually, one's in college. Yeah, the the one guy's in college. Um, they all seem to have an independent story going on. All the girls have their own stories, and the th- the two or three guys that are named as part of the pl- are part of the story. The other two guys are there to prop up the girls huh. in their character development. It's yeah. a complete reversal of the trope, um, and it's really fascinating because. Jules feels like a example of the trope until those last couple episodes, where you see her making independent choices. She's doing things that don't have anything to do with um Rue. Because up until that point, it's Rue's character, Rue's story. Jules is just kind of seems to be bouncing around around Rue. And then all of a sudden, Jules is not around Rue and she makes her own choices, her own story, her own events happen. And it's very, and you suddenly you see her as a independent person, which is huge. um, And, and, oh my God, the, just the, the choices she makes might be poor ones. And I think we're supposed to understand and accept that as an audience, that yeah. that's what she did. But mm-hmm from her first from the first time we see her on, on scene, obviously she's you know having sex with a married man as an underage trans girl she's not making good choices and so it feels like you know her character development has been a little different but she's definitely you get to feel her as a real independent character once those last couple episodes show up as opposed to just this person revolving around Rue.
2: Mm -hmm. Definitely. I think she's a really, like, (laughs) empowering character because of that, because she does have her own life and she's not doing things because of Rue. She's just, their lives connect for a bit and seem to split apart again. And that's really amazing to have writing like that, where, like, it's almost dissecting, how Rue uses Jewels as a crutch and ru and jewels like rejects that um and yep. lives her own life instead. And that is and the type of story we need in TV. Yeah. That's so freaking and, cool.
1: And the character mm-hmm. Ali or Ali, I don't know exact don't remember exactly how they pronounced it. He's um he is there for Rue's development. He's he's not one of the main characters, he's just kind of a side character, he's not one of the three main boys, but he's an adult man. He goes to the NA meetings, he calls Rue out for using Jules as a crutch, he calls her out on you know lying um, about her drug use, he calls her out to force her to grow. She does, she grows, she changes, except she never stops having Jules as a crutch. And when Jules leaves in the last episode, her life falls apart, and we get um a scene from the man in the gold with the golden arm in reverse. So um, and I'm gonna talk the golden... about the man with the golden arm in depth in a later episode, in a in a full episode. Um okay. it is a movie um starring from the 40s starring um old blue eyes, Frank Sinatra in which we have the first mostly accurate portrayal of detox from drug addiction. Oh, uh, sorry, sorry, so the most, it, it, it's, um, so Frank Sinatra, Old Blue Eyes himself, it is a um, mostly true portrayal of detox from drug addiction. And and that's where Train Spotting got its its version oh, from. Cool. Um, and if you look, every single movie after that one came out, and I'll, we'll definitely do more. Does this, but this time it's in reverse, and that was, that was very different to see because you, if, if you if yeah. you were to watch that scene backwards, that would be. Train spotting, the man with the golden arm, any of these movies where somebody goes through a detox episode, that's the backwards. I mean Whoa. That's cool. I had thought of that, but yeah. It's 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 it blew my mind and I I had to I had to spend a couple of days without TV after watching that. It was a yeah. bit it was a bit much to uh to mm-hmm. deal with. Um
2: <laughs> Yeah. It is such an intense and emotional show. Yeah, yeah, it it was amazing.
1: Yeah. I blew my mind, and I I just yeah yeah
2: just there's gonna so be a amazing. season two. Woo! I know,
1: <laughs> I know. And the question the question remains. Although, from what I understand, most people assume Rue did not make it. Um, there's always that chance, and I want to know how what that whether it was a yes or no, and how that's going to impact the other characters, because. That's a huge change. You know, you tear somebody out of the life of a bunch of sophomores or juniors
2: in high school. Yeah. And what happens? That's, that's interesting. Uh, you don't think she survived? Or you hear people uh, who don't think they uh, I, I hear a lot of people survived? who
1: say she didn't. Because um, when you do that, two or three weeks sober and you take that much, right? it has okay. a tendency to kill. That's true.
2: Yeah.
1: Hmm. And so there there are there are some discussions on the fact that she died, especially if you watch it through. I mean, it looks like she's saying goodbye in her mind as she wanders off to her mom and her sister, her, true, yeah. You know. I mean, mm-hmm. it just feels like a goodbye and she's already gone in her bedroom, but you get to see her wander out into the street and be lifted up by a choir
2: yeah interesting i i hadn't thought of that i definitely was thinking that like it was her going back into drug addiction but not necessarily dying but i might have to rewatch that and see because that would also make a lot of sense and that would be pretty realistic um with with like how um like going back into addiction uh yeah, be. and, and
1: ah, how well ah. they portray it. How, how well they've done with that show. Like, um, <laughs> I, I happen to know of a location, um, and I, I'm frequently there at the same time in which an NA meeting happens. Um, and I caught, over I, I overheard some pre-meeting discussion. Um, I won't say anything about what happens in the meetings, obviously. But pre-meeting discussion of Euphoria um and they talked about how how accurately they portrayed some of the stuff that was going on and i didn't i didn't wow. stay to listen i mm-hmm. was trying to get ready for something else that was happening but i heard that they said it was very accurate in its betrayals so that leaves me wow. with that feeling of what will happen
2: yeah
0: all right yeah. i like it i wow. so so cool. uh can i do a little question question time yeah go for it Sounds, I mean, obviously very heavy subject content matter. Mm -hmm. It sounds like it's done very well. It's very impactful. Mm -hmm. It sounds like it's in a way where it's like, wow, this is some heavy content and kind of takes you to some depths that might be relatable for some people, maybe cathartic, maybe just kind of an awakening, um, Mm -hmm. especially for for people who might not relate exactly with the the you know, types of people that are, or, or, or the you know identities of the people that are in the show, or mm-hmm. the the age range uh, of the time, or, or, or whatever, for for a, yeah. a myriad of reasons, um, it might be a, a window into um, certain like a, a culture that you know that mm-hmm. may. I mean, is it a good representation then? Would you say of of like I... realistic depictions of? of of uh
2: i would say it is fantastic at a like empathetic and honest representation um however i would say that because it's so honest at least in my mind it can also be misinstrued potentially by people who don't have as much of an understanding um things but i think it tries really hard and does a really good job of being honest and real to the struggles that people have while like just it it does a good job um it can still be a very difficult topic and so yeah okay so some um, definite
1: um mm -hmm. there's some definite like classism slash racism situations going on yeah things get very honest and real in those cases Mm -hmm. in ways that are much less in your face and much more subtle Mm -hmm. than a lot of the main plot points that happen in the show. Um, And so be forewarned that this kind of thing will come up, but it Mm -hmm. might be very background and not quite as Mm -hmm. clear cut. Where yeah. you can't tell if they're being racist, classist, or if they just <laughs> don't like someone. Yeah. Whereas all those things kind of overlap and interact. Mm-hmm. Um, the intersectionality of race and class isn't discussed, mm-hmm. but it's very clearly on display mm-hmm. in a couple of scenes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd say it's definitely a, bit, a lot more... It's not very clear cut. It's more akin t- to the real world kind of where everything's a bit more mixed together and not always clear. Um while we're talking about like how like dark it is, I also want to say that the show is hilarious. And on my second watching, it felt more like a comedy, like a comedy drama than like this psychological thriller, which it was the first time I watched it. And so it is at like, while dealing with these difficult topics, it is hilarious and has amazing jokes. I was laughing out loud multiple times. Just if you're going into it, make sure that, you know, you might need some time after the show to process it. Don't watch it right before bed. You're going to need some time to just, like, process and figure things out. And if that's not the type of show for you, then maybe consider giving it a pass. But I I still highly recommend giving it a shot and just, like, it, it might help a bit to know that, like, not most of the things that the show makes you scared of End up not being as scary. They they do this really cool thing where they build up these scenes that are going to that traditionally in shows or movies would lead to something terrible, and it builds up this drama around it. And like everything's like this person's going to have to hook up with this married guy in a shady motel room, and then they just have sex and that's it. Um, And later they. Um, he comes up and confronts her because she's lied to him and uh, is still around, and he's like terrified because that it could get him in big trouble. And he's like, they do this whole thing where he's sneaking up on her or like following her in in um in a around a fair and stuff, um, and gets her alone. And it's like, oh no, is he gonna like threaten her, kill her, whatever? And it's just like a really ends up being just a really honest conversation between the two about their situation and that Jules is going to respect his privacy and not like not go to the cops or blackmail him or anything and so while a lot of the scenes are really intense I just like if it helps a lot of those scenes end up resolving in a more realistic And not everyone dies type of way. (laughs) Yeah, it's not it's not an episode of SVU every
1: five Mm -hmm. seconds. It is a a a kind of a real present, you know, real display Mm -hmm. of what would what happens in a lot of these situations to Mm -hmm. real people.
0: So, so there is some levity at certain points and some breathing Definitely. room maybe even like some yeah. like
2: yeah hmm. I, it's not I, just... I don't know if i'd say breathing room i don't Uh-oh. know if i breathed at all but, for the first episode well shit. But, <laughs> so, but, so, so but it there's is this, hilarious you know, at the same time
1: and there's this there's this uh meme i saw about uh, mm. about um you know american american tv shows how things build mm. up and then resolve, and and that's all it is. Like there's just mm-hmm. one peak and valley, and then like anime, it's like every episode is just building bigger, and there, it never quite, you know, never <laughs> quite slows down. And then it goes to yeah. Korean drama, and it's literally just like a heartbeat monitor count over the course of the thing, <laughs> because every five mm-hmm. seconds you have a scene that draws you up, and then it resolves, and then it draws you up, and then it resolves, hmm. and that's kind of how Euphoria feels. It's just constant, constant, constant. Build and the result. Build and resolve. You don't have. There's no time to go. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh,
2: mm-hmm. oh, yeah. And like, yeah. Like I, I was on the edge of my seat for most of the show, but it also was hilarious. And it isn't always dark. And it's not like, oh, it, it's tough to sell because like it's. It's very, like, intense and, you like, yeah, hard to breathe for most of the show. But it's also got these beautiful moments of just, like, authenticity and these moments of laughter and just jokes. And, so, like, it, it finds this good balance where it can be dark and dramatic, but it can also be hilarious and authentic, and it can switch between these so seamlessly that you often don't notice. And so you'll be laughing like few scenes after you were just crying. And it, it does a really good job of flowing through those emotions and it never quite loses any of them because of it. And so it's, oh, it's just a state of euphoria. What can I say?
0: Oh, hey, it's mm-hmm. a state of, okay. Yeah, well, title what drop. Can- what can you say? I mean, that kind of just sums it all up right there. I'll, I'll give my little mm-hmm. final final thoughts based on the conversation, yeah, yeah. and then uh, we'll wrap things up. Uh, so it's so it's like the longest mini-sode we've ever done, but still, it's it's good good content. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, good I,
1: content. Green check mark. Thank I, you, Nila.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> ha, yeah. Hashtag Nila uh, for president. Uh, wait, wait, what? Uh, 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 I have. When I was younger, before I had a lot of responsibility and drama um, in my life and pressure and all of that and anxiety, um, I loved deep, deep dramas. I fed off of the drama. I, I loved shows and movies that would just go deep and, and dark. Um, I mean, there was there was a, a time in my life when I was about 16, 17 years old, uh, where in the span of a month, I watched, for the very first time, I watched Memento, Donnie Darko, Vanilla Sky, uh, Fight Club, and Requiem for a Dream. And Ooh, I shit. was never the same again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and now you know how Victoria as we know her came to be.
0: Yes, that was the birth. That was the, 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 the super... Not quite so hero <laughs> origin story of <laughs> how Victoria snapped and her mind just went to some place that no man woman or or nonbinary has ever gone uh yeah, I am the final frontier uh, now <laughs> hey that's that's actually also my pickup line when I go to clubs uh anyway, uh but as i've as I've gotten older and into into just the the struggles of life and adulting, you know, quote unquote. Like and I mean, I've been through divorce. I've been, you know, I've been cheated on. I've been, you know, I've I've uh You've you lived know, the gender trauma. dysphoria. Like, yeah. I mean i I'm, I'm a parent. I I am married again. Like I have been through you know i've been through the loss that comes with death i have had struggles in in my in the past in my 20s and stuff with with addiction you know whether it be alcohol or you know some drugs like it's you know i've, I've owned a couple of businesses like i've been betrayed i've had money stolen from me from like you know a close a close super close friend like there's been some shit and i'm not saying i've got you know it's not a competition of who's got a harder like there's it's everybody's capacity is is different. There's no even reason to 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 come up with, you know, well, I've been through this, but I've been through this. Like f- just for me, this is just my story and my ability for like my capacity. Um, I find it harder in my um as I go through life in in whatever whatever it is that to to not want to just lean toward levity because I've said this before, um, my life, like I, I have sometimes, most of the time, not most of the time, but sometimes I have too much drama in my own life that I don't need any more through a show. It's almost like, hey, an affair. Hey, I don't need to see that in a show. I live that, you know, like, I, <laughs> it's not, you know, it's not like when I was a kid now I was like, hey, affairs, fun. And now it's like, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> like it, it hits in a different way. And it is, it's hard for me not to kind of want to lean on and, and I don't want to take Mm -hmm. myself too seriously either. And I don't just want all of life to just be this like hard thing. So it is harder for me to kind of go into things Mm -hmm. that I know are good and like, like well written. Mm -hmm. And when I say good, I mean, (laughs) well written, deep, explorative, you know, like black mirror and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. honestly, sometimes I just rather throw on like, I don't know, some, like an episode of Boy Meets a World and just like. Veg out mm-hmm. or like some goofball <laughs> like, like I just want to watch like an episode of The Good Place and just like mm-hmm.
2: chill, you know? <laughs> it's like it's yeah. almost
0: like more of an escape. Whereas before, before in my youth, high drama was the escape. Mm-hmm. Now levity and comedy is the escape.
2: Hmm.
0: And that's interesting. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. So that's that's yeah. May- maybe. I'm at that drama kind of time in my life because I love things like this. And I find that, yeah, the drama, the exploration of deep, deep, dark, often dark topics um, is my escape. Not so much in that it's an escape from those feelings, but it's, it feels like the show can empathize with my situation in the world, with my, what what i'm dealing with i can be like wow someone has written these characters that also are going through this they understand this it's like there's there's this weird like empathy being shared there and i find that is my sort of escape and kind of yeah. falls on the other side of what you're talking about and so that's really interesting how different show like Everyone finds their different shows that they need at different times of life. And oh yeah, that's really important, and that's the power of television, film, and media in general. Is or music, that. music you know, as well. Yeah, music. I mean Whether it's
0: lighthearted pop songs or deep, you know, deep, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, deeper. I mean, music can hit those those feelings just as hard as as you know any type mm-hmm. of film or or television. So so, you know, I think the point here is there is no there is no right or wrong when it comes to, mm-hmm. you know, your, whether you're mm-hmm. craving drama or comedy or, mm-hmm. or whatever. It's just, uh, so maybe I can bring a different side to it where mm-hmm. it's like, Hey, if, if euphoria is not for you and you're listening, you're like, Oh, mm-hmm. that's too heavy for me. or are like, I'm mm-hmm. um, that's, that's too intense. Like, cool. I I'm with you. But if you're like, mm-hmm. Hey, that sounds like super well done and sounds really relatable and actually might be really mm-hmm. cathartic in a way or, mm-hmm. or, or, you know, something that, that might you might find engaging, or you want to think you know really deeply on this subject matter. Then, yeah, like Kaylee and Jen, boom, there you go. So there's somebody for everybody on this podcast. Mm. We we happen to be trans. We happen to be for everybody. Even yes. even your grandma, especially your grandma,
2: especially Come yes. on, grandma, come, on, grandma, come yeah. to the dark side. Show this to your
0: dark out. Come to the light side. Yeah. We have cookies. Both we sides worked. have cookies. <laughs> hey, am I? Are, are we saying cookie's that I'm the cream about. in this in this in this podcast Oreo? Is no,
1: that, oh, no. I love the cream.
0: No. I don't like the it cream. It varies
1: depending on the episode.
0: No. I like I like the cookie. That's can I be the mm-hmm. cookie in and you two mm-hmm. are the cream? Is it like a reverse Oreo? <laughs> you just, you just want to be a
1: chocolate flavored Oreo that's just chocolate all the way through?
0: No, I just want to be the cookie. I just want the cookie. Oh, okay. You, you can can just
1: just
2: checking, just checking.
0: Yeah, I want less cream. I want just more cookie.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I think we're th- losing the metaphor. Yes. But hey, <laughs> this has been a heckin' long minisode, so let's, uh, let's, oh, how do we end these things? I don't hey, know. It's... Hey, We've it's We've trans. I... We did the thing. The <laughs> hey, podcast hey. happened.
1: <laughs> Send us an email at that. Yeah. <laughs> Send us an email at <laughs>
0: we happen to be trans at gmail.com also <laughs> here's how we end it here's how we end it yo yo it's victoria uh, we're talking about euphoria and mm-hmm. I'm high on that victoria Euphoria. and uh, here's a story for uh, I, lo- I, I, lo- I lost it mm-hmm. I lost it I'm not good at freestyle what, what can I say <laughs> It's not called We Happen to be Trans, uh, an off-the-cuff freestyle freaking rap Olympics podcast. It's We Happen to be Trans, a pop culture podcast. Come on. Get your head straight, people.